Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Zelensky says ceasefire talks more realistic. Russian default looms and all eyes on dot plot. Leading today's news. Ukrainian President Zelensky is scheduled to deliver a speech to the U.S. Congress at 9 a.m. Eastern as his country continues to fight against invading Russian forces. The remarks will come a day after President Biden signed a massive spending bill into law, which includes more than $13 billion in aid for Ukraine on top of another $200 million assistance package announced this past weekend. Zelensky is expected to renew his calls for more weapons like MiG fighter jets and S-300 surface-to-air missile systems, as well as a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Securing a deal with Moscow on ending the war is beginning to sound more realistic, Zelensky declared before the address. It takes patience and work, in particular from our representatives, our delegation in negotiations with the Russian Federation. It is difficult but important because any war ends in an agreement. Meetings continue, however. Time is still needed for the decisions to be in Ukraine's interests. NATO defense ministers are also gathering for a two-day meeting in Brussels to discuss the latest happenings in Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg noted that 100,000 U.S. troops in Europe were already on heightened alert, while 40,000 troops under NATO command were deployed to the alliance's eastern flank. NATO has a responsibility to ensure that this crisis does not escalate beyond Ukraine, he said before the gathering. And that's also the reason we have increased our presence. Russia today faces an interest payment of $117 million on two dollar-denominated bonds. While it has the money to make the coupon, sanctions are hampering its ability to execute a transfer. Russia's finance minister has threatened to repay the loan in rubles if banks are unable to process the payment, but ratings agencies like Fitch have said that would constitute a default. This time around, analysts also cautioned that the pending financial disruption would not come close to Moscow's default in 1998 under Boris Yeltsin. It took the country six years to regain investment-grade status again, and there is also a 30-day grace period before Russia would be assigned a default designation. In other market news, Wednesday's Federal Reserve meeting will give investors a view into policymakers' expectations for how the economy will unfold and how fast they'll expect rates to increase. In the last dot plot, the largest number of policymakers penciled in only about three rate hikes for this year. That contrasts with the equivalent of seven 25 basis point rate hikes the market has priced in. Tim Dewey, chief U.S. economist at SGH Macro Advisors, said, That's a big gap that I don't think will be closed in the March SEP. Morgan Stanley strategist, led by Michael Wilson, noted that the forward treasury curve is expecting eight 25 basis point hikes over the next year. While we believe Chair Powell is very focused on inflation and fighting it, it's unclear to us if he will be able to take rates as high as the market now expects, the strategist wrote in a note. Dewey's baseline expectation is that the median FOMC member will increase that to five rate hikes in each of 2022 and 2023. He also expects an additional two rate hikes in 2024, bringing the expected rate to 3% by the end of that year. Morgan Stanley's Wilson said, with the war posing a new threat to demand, we think the Fed will keep a watchful eye on the data, but err on the side of hawkishness, given the state of inflation is now arguably out of control. This likely means a collision with equity markets this spring, with valuations overshooting to the downside. Things are getting volatile out there as a new wave of COVID infections rocks China at the same time as Russia's war in Ukraine. 
While the swings were seen in many areas of the market, one stands out above the rest, and that's oil. After surging to $120 a barrel last week, WTI oil dropped precipitously to under $100 on Tuesday, entering a bear market just five days after settling near 14-year highs. Traders are betting on a hit to demand due to the strict measures seen in China, where 45 million people are now under lockdown as coronavirus cases climb to over 5,000 a day. Besides China being the world's largest importer of crude, there are reports that the U.S. could lift sanctions on Venezuelan oil, and some are even saying the entire roller coaster ride has been based entirely on emotion, fear on the way up, hope on the way down. The volatility has weighed on China's stock indexes overnight, with shares in Shanghai up 3.5%. Investors are fearful of another disruption to the fragile global supply chain due to China's zero-COVID strategy. Japan, meanwhile, intends to acquire 145 million doses of Moderna and Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines, reported Reuters. Japan has not yet announced any plans for a fourth vaccine dose, as it is currently undertaking the rollout of the third dose, the first booster shot. However, according to local media outlets, additional booster rollouts could begin in the summer. In stock news, Adobe says that BMW Group continues to expand its partnership with Adobe as part of its digital transformation of marketing and sales. The partnership will produce seamless online and offline experiences, including customized vehicles, doorstop delivery, and post-purchase services. BMW Group is leveraging Adobe Experience Cloud to deliver personalized digital experiences as it advances toward the goal of selling a quarter of all its vehicles online within the next three years. Cannabis operator Schwaz has agreed to acquire all the assets of urban health and wellness, which includes the adult-use urban dispensary in Denver's vibrant Highlands neighborhood, as well as a 7,200-square-foot indoor cultivation facility located in Denver, Colorado. The addition continues to go deep, adding to retail and product footprints in Colorado. The consideration for the proposed acquisition is $3.2 million and will be paid as $1.3 million in cash and $1.9 million stock at closing. The deal is expected to close in Q2 of 2022 after the Colorado Marijuana Enforcement Division and local licensing approval. Tata Motors, an Indian market leading in manufacturing commercial vehicles, announced that it is planning to invest $2 billion in its electric vehicle segment over the next five years. Besides its offering like Nexon, the company will also be working on developing about 10 new products in the EV segment with different kinds of body styles, price, driving range options over the next five years. Booz Allen Hamilton is acquiring Everwatch, a provider of advanced solutions to the defense and intelligence communities. Terms of the transaction were not disclosed. Everwatch builds and operates mission-critical classified platforms to defend against increasingly sophisticated national cyber threats. The acquisition will help the company to leapfrog technology development cycles and meaningfully accelerate the delivery of classified software development and analytics capabilities for national security clients. The transaction is expected to close in Q1 2023. And guess which stocks are best suited to outperform the S&P 500 over the next 6 to 18 months? Right now, names in the defense and cybersecurity sectors are looking like what's best suited to outperform. Growth Investor Pro, a seeking alpha marketplace service that's focused on finding investors the best stocks, is led by professional investor Alex King, who personally owns every stock he rates as a buy. If you're interested in the defense and cybersecurity sectors, try a free trial of Growth Investor Pro with a 25% first-year discount today. As of 6.20 a.m. today, global stock markets have recovered ahead of the Fed meet. European stocks opened slightly higher on Wednesday as global markets await the latest monetary policy figures and economic forecasts from the U.S. Federal Reserve. 
Powell's conference, scheduled for 2.30 p.m. Eastern, is also expected to provide more guidance on the central bank's plan for shrinking its nearly $9 trillion balance sheet. Earlier this month, the Fed chair said he expected the runoff would take about three years to get where it needs to be during his congressional testimony on Capitol Hill. Dow futures are all up. Crude is up 1.4% to $97.81. Gold is down 0.5%. Bitcoin is up 4.6%. And the 10-year Treasury yield is unchanged at 2.15%. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.